following podcast, The Hill Never Ends, was recorded live at the Roslyn Packer Theatre in Walsh Bay, Sydney, on February 28, 2016. The Gathering of the Clan was an event designed to celebrate the long history of the Bachelor of Communications Theatre Media degree at Charles Sturt University in Bathurst. Former lecturers, current lecturers, graduates, undergraduates and fellow travellers gathered to network, share stories and rekindle old friendships forged in this unique, creatively transformative degree. For those who couldn't make it to the event in Sydney, I hope this podcast takes you there and allows you to experience just some of the atmosphere and inspiring conversations shared. It was a great afternoon. In this, the third and final episode in the podcast series, The Hill Never Ends, you'll hear a live recording of Dr. Kate Smith performing Rusty Nails. I also catch up with Kate directly after the performance. I chat with Mike Finch and I talked to Dr. Jerry Boland, Senior Lecturer in Theatre Media at Charles Sturt University. Please note, the following performance contains some coarse language and adult themes and may not be suitable for younger listeners. A wonderful performance by Kate Smith coming right up. What has she got in store? Descending the stairs now, looking fabulous. Did you get a bit pissed off when you didn't get the Facebook post because you're not 
yourself when someone else got the post before you got the post. And you had that tone in your voice that said, well, I haven't heard that about the event. Nobody's told me about the event. I didn't know about it. When is it? I don't know if I can go. <laughs> Thank you. 
find my little words. Come here, girl. The night is rolling on. It's now 6.30. We've just seen an incredible performance by the amazing Dr. Kate Smith as Rusty Nails. She's joined me now. Kate, that was a very funny performance. Uh, how did you come up with that? Oh, well, I was a little bit um, stressed about it because I get very nervous about performing and I knew I'd be performing in a foyer which, you know, Rusty Nails likes the spotlight, so she was a little bit perturbed by not being on stage. So I've got, to, I've got to keep her in control. But I really did just start to try and think about what were the best parts, all the funny parts, all the real things that I learned at university. And I, I did find it a bit difficult to just know what skills I'd actually learned. Margie Collins and I were having that same discussion, and you can take the the humorous side to what you learn and then the serious side so for the purpose of this podcast we'll we'll try to focus on some of those serious ones so so what do you think the course actually offers um, undergraduates so having taught the course as well as as well as experiencing it as an undergraduate student it's a really extraordinary course and it's unlike any other course because it doesn't uh, hand feed graduates or um, the students the knowledge. The knowledge is in the way in which the curriculum embeds practical experience and theoretical experience together. So people are put into a situation with people of diverse needs and, and diverse skills and then they're, they're thrust together to create projects together and what that requires people to do is to foster resilience, to facilitate, to negotiate, to compromise and to come up with solutions through communication and that's all wrapped up in a beautiful parcel of creativity. Now you've taught just recently, how has the course changed in the last 20-30 years since we were there? Um, it's changed in some ways quite significantly in that the way in which the structure of what classes you can take um, has, has evolved but even you know in our day there weren't as many, we had some prerequisite subjects that we had to take 
but we didn't do as many classes that all communication class um, students had to take. So the major change is that there are now core subjects that first and second and third years all take together. Practical subjects? Practical subjects and what was really interesting about that is that you find that with the different strands of communication on offer, everyone's doing similar things but no one's doing integrated curriculum stuff like us and that's the strength of our course and that's still the same. You know, the, the things that are the same in the course is the fact that first years, second years and third years work together. That there's projects that are designed for each of those three years to interact and integrate and pass on and skill share together. And what's the same is the ethos of, um, you know, using creativity as a vehicle to educate, to agitate, to question, to take people into a splash pattern of careers, as Jerry would say. But really, that's about understanding at the heart of all the subjects that are taught and the heart of the whole curriculum is based in storytelling and different ways to frame how we tell storytelling. And that's what still exists in the course that's very strong. It's quite a personal experience, isn't it? It's quite life-changing for many people. And I think a lot of that has to do with, with being in Bathurst and in that regional community. How do you think being a regional centre actually aids and, and sort of reinforces some of those skills that you're talking about? That's a really good question. I just finished doing my PhD. My PhD was partly around how immersive experiences generate community. and because our course is an immersive experience in, the, in, in, in that it's like an incubator where you go away from your place of either birth or away from your family of origin and you come together in this one particular place which is away from the stresses and the strains of living in a place where you have more dispersal and you sort of incubate during that time. And because you're able to immerse, because you're not pulled away by an urban lifestyle, which requires a lot more of you in the external world, you can focus on this incubating space, on this internal space. And that is part of the reason why the experience becomes so special, because it's immersive. And that immersive experience creates shared experience, and shared experience creates community. So tell us more about your PhD. This is an area that you, you looked at in your PhD and congratulations on, on getting that by the way. Thank you. So I looked at, I did a case study on a venue called the famous Spiegel Tent and I looked at the kind of performance that occurs in the off-stage environment. So how you're welcomed at the door, how performance can occur between non-performers in an immersive theatre event. So we think we go along and the space has a huge impact on how we experience a theatre event. And so you might go and see a piece of cabaret performance or comedy performance in the Spiegel tent, but what I um, was researching is the way in which if you're welcomed at the door in a certain kind of way, in a performative way, then that can actually start to open up a channel of communication between non-performers and performers. And as a result, when we start to use this sense of play, this sort of playfulness that emerges, we can start to have an experience of otherness. So I might suddenly respond to a cue from you as someone welcoming me at a venue. You might welcome me in a certain way and that invites me to play. And when we can start to play together, we can start to have a shared experience and that's how communities start to form. So theatre media works and uses performance in all sorts of different environments and it uses performance as a way to generate community and as a way to generate stories from that community and, and as a way to then continue 
um, building those communities. And so I use the, the case study of the famous Spiegel tent as a way to start to understand how performance can be used beyond the stage as a way for us to start to um, experience otherness and build community. In a world of technology with film, media and access, I mean live performance, is it trying to find its place nowadays in the current environment or what sort of place does it have? I, look, I just, I think it's, it's, um, it's not an either or. I think live performance will always be an experience that people are seeking because people are always going to seek other bodies in space and other experiences that are live. And, you know, really nothing is live. I mean, what we're doing right now is not live. We're mediating. Everything is mediated. I'm talking into a microphone, which is a mediated experience. So we're now in a, in a situation where there's been a big conversation in the 90s around this idea of live and mediated performance. But really, what's really interesting about the current trends in technology is that the person, people are their own creator of their own performances all the time using technology. So we are constantly performing on our Facebook pages and in social media and we're the authors of our own creative experience much more than, than we ever have been before. So I think there's a beautiful nexus between performance that happens off a screen and a performance that happens in front of you and I think those things are very complementary and very integrated. Why do you perform? Uh, I really love to make people laugh. And it's the same kind of thing really that I think I've always been obsessed with is that I'm interested in bringing people together by pointing out what's wrong with a situation or pointing out the other in a situation. And comedy is a great way to do that because comedy is subversive and comedy is about flipping our expectations of the norm on, on its head. And, and, and in the same vein, it enables us to connect. So I, the kind of comedy I do, I do is based in, in uh, satire but it also uses sort of open-heartedness to, to generate a sense within the audience that, oh yeah, I feel like that too. So I think that's, that's um, it generates a sense of community. Well, I totally agree with you. It's been great chatting to you, Kate. Thanks, Tracy. The name Mike Finch is well known throughout the theatre media clan. He was artistic director of Circus Oz for 17 years. I spoke to him and started by thanking him for his role in organising the event. Oh, it was very much a um, group effort, really. So there's like been a committee of about uh, half a dozen people working flat chat, and I, I just sort of ended up with my Facebook page being used to advertise it. So it's sort of, yeah... But, but definitely not all my work. It was, it was you know, instigated by Jerry, something he's been wanting to do for years. And then um, Phoebe and Maeve from Black Cat Productions really put together all of the logistics and technically um, pulled it together. And then Dan Aban and um, Adam Dusian, who are the two current lecturers working with Jerry, were a huge part. So it was just collective effort and then lots of graduates who helped, Kate Smith and Phil Glenn and... Um, yeah, it was totally classic TM event. <laughs> You've always been an amazing networker. Oh, I really enjoy it. It just feels like there's, um, you know, human potential and collaboration and all of the sort of ethos of the course. Um, you know, there's that great quote from... I always mix this up. I think it's Margaret Mead going, you know, small groups of passionate individuals are the only people that ever make a difference. So it's, you know, people working together. And, and what's already come out of this is just 
simply reinvigorating connections. So we now have up-to-date contacts for everyone and we'll, we'll be launching some sort of online um, forum or networking tool. We're not sure what it is yet, but it'll be a way for everyone to talk to everyone else as required or, you know, to search the database so you can go, I need some advice, I'm making a radio documentary, <laughs> you know, who should I talk to? And your name will pop up, you know. And it, so the idea that people can offer um, energy or resources or ideas or a life experience and other people may need that experience or um, you know, sometimes people in late career or mid-career are actually looking to be re-inspired by young people who are really idealistic. And those idealistic people sometimes need really pragmatic, you know, world-weary advice or even jaded cynicism can be useful too, you know, to just go, here's a way to do it, or just to open the right door at the right time, you know. So a young graduate, you know, they're 22, they just come out of TM in Bathurst, and um, but their lifelong dream may be to to, um, you know, like as I said, to make radio documentary and they'll be able to track you down and go, give me some advice on that, how would I go about that? And maybe you take them on as an intern or you just make it, open a couple of doors for them or take them on as a junior technician or something. Um, and uh, I see it as the sort of um, counterculture answer to those sort of notorious networks, the old boys networks and the old girls networks from the big private schools and the high-end universities that basically run the planet. <laughs> It'd be really nice if a bunch of really um, good-hearted, mindful, creative freaks got to, you know, use each other's networks as well and um, support each other in changing the world. Changing the world, I mean, it's a big ask, but I think we're up for it. I think we're definitely up for it. I mean, and it's you change the world in increments and um, really small um, but fundamental changes done with good heart so you know this whole gathering came about as the result of like you know say John and Bill and Jerry having this idea to run Hill End or you know you can track back to little moments where a group of interesting diverse people collaborated over an idea um, that can lead to absolutely fundamental life-changing things maybe 20 30 years down the track I mean we're talking a 30-year gestation for this um, that came from just three blokes sitting around over some beers. And it is worth also noting that diversity is crucial. And I'd love to see more gender diversity and more um, it, uh, um, racial diversity because it's basically a white upper middle class pursuit. So that diversity has to come, but also acknowledging that people's similarity is what creates the trust and goodwill to make things work. Um, so the great thing about this course is that it brings together quite a diverse group. It's really, we're still a really white group and it's still, um, you know, limited in that way. But um, those collaborations, because we've all gone through Hill End or we've all, you know, think Jerry Boland's a nutter or we all <laughs> have had shared group houses in Bathurst or we all did a lip sync, you know, those things become the sort of garden bed from which can grow really fertile collaborations and it's just... If nothing else, everyone in that room could share a story about Hill End. They could all share a Jerry Boland story. They all share a, you know, a mumming story. And that gets them past what I refer to as the sort of cup of tea stage where you can have a cup of tea with someone. And then you can start talking about innovation and how to genuinely change the world because you've got this basic level of trust. And um, so I think, you know, it feels really good out there that big group of people and it's just so chaotic and everyone's talking but you just know that there's little 
in 30 years time we may be all celebrating some other wild event that came about because two or three people met at this event and went you know shared some laugh got drunk together talked about hill end and then went why don't we start a brand new you know virtual reality theater piece or why don't we work out how to bust the refugees out of manus island together those things genuinely change the world and they come from tiny little seeds that are planted with goodwill so this event is um you know hopefully one of those fertile grounds where you never know what's going to happen we'll only know by looking back Something that's amazed me is it's been 20 years, 15 years since we've seen a lot of each other or that I've seen people, yet the, the friendships and the depth, the depth of the relationship that was forged in Bathurst, it just becomes timeless. And I think that's something to do with Bathurst and the nature of the course. Can you talk to that at all? Yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, the great thing about Bathurst is that it's, I mean, it's close to a metropolitan city in that it's like two or three hours drive, but it's far enough away over the mountains that it's not like, people go home every night and stay with their parents or hang out in their school cliques and you know it can feel a little bit claustrophobic at times when you're actually there studying but also incredibly liberating because the amount of distraction drops right away you know if you're working on a project you're living and breathing at 24 7 you're probably sharing a house with your collaborator or you know at, at least living a few blocks away from most of the rest of the cast or the crew who are working on your show um, and it becomes this um, fabulous sort of uh, pressure cooker for creativity where a lot of the bigger courses that are based in big cities like NIDA or Whopper or BCA in Melbourne, um, it's very easy for people to you know, focus on their project but then they dissipate back into the burbs or they've got to, or simply they've got to work two, two jobs just to pay the rent on living in downtown Sydney or Melbourne. And whereas in Bathurst, you know, rent's cheap, people live within walking distance, there's a huge amount of sort of tolerance within the culture and the theatre media culture for eccentricity. Um, and, and people are at a formative time of their life where they build networks and connections that will stay with them for the rest of their lives. They don't realise at the time, you're just going, these are my friends from uni, and then you realise 20, 30 years later, go, they're some of my best friends ever. Uh, uh, you know, part of that culture and and the genius of Hill End um, really can't be understated. You know, it's like. Um, Can you elaborate on Hill End for those who aren't quite sure what what that's yeah, all about? I mean, part of it there's a bit of mystery around it, so I don't know what the listenership is because they're trying to keep it. There's a sort of excitement oh, for yeah. first years, you know, but the notion that the first years connect with the third years in a really meaningful way out on the track then the second years get to welcome the first years and then the whole thing flows in the next you know and the graduates are there now on the track as a sort of guard of honor so that it's sort of like in this sort of inexorable conveyor belt of connections it, it completely avoids all the stuff that happens in a really hierarchical course where the the first years get sort of ostracised by the third years and their third years are all too cool for school and the second years are just like waiting to become third years and there's this real segregation from the very first couple of weeks of the course you're instantly like you're there we're connected to the third year so everyone who comes through Bathurst has a real shared meaningful connection with people who are two years above them and that eventually over the three years translates into a really meaningful connection with people who are two years below them so rather than just going I had my friends from my year and maybe some friends a year either side what people have is five years of connection 
over the course. So people two years below them and two years above them all shared the track, you know, shared Hill End together. And, um, and I think that is another thing that translates into all the goodwill in this room is the people that have actually got, you know, that five-year window of connection that's... Um, it's just at a real, it's, and it's hard to quantify as well because it's like, it's about being outdoors, it's eating together, it's camping together, it's walking together, it's sweating, it's drinking a beer at the pub. All of those things that happen um, set the tone for the rest of the course. So it's it's a it's a genius piece of permaculture design that's been now going for 30 years. That is, um, yeah, incredible. I mean, incredible. It's had such a great impact. I think it's worth noting as well that the, the course is small. There are only 25 um, yeah. students in the group. Yeah, absolutely. It's really small. I mean, we we sort of a rough did a rough calculation. I reckon there's probably 750 graduates now who've come through the the 30 years of the course, and you know, a big chunk of them were here today, um, and another big chunk all RSVP just saying they just couldn't make it. They're either overseas or away, so. It sounds like a big group, but over 30 years, it's actually a really intimate group. And some of those through lines that everyone's done a mumming show, that everyone's done Hill End, that everyone was taught by Jerry Boland, that like, you know, 80% of them were taught by Bill Blakey, that they've all had to do a lip sync. You know, like there's, there's quite a long list. There's like a dozen elements that unify everyone. And, um, and so the intimacy of that course feels, it's just real, it just feels really vibrant. Um, it's also worth noting too that even though you're going to university in Bathurst, the university has great facilities as well. It's not to say that you're in a regional centre and you don't have access to those. Can you tell us what some of those facilities are? Yeah, it's just a, I mean, it's a fantastic small university or a relatively new one. It's got a big campus in Wagga and a campus in you know other campuses, but the Bathurst campus has this um, lineage that goes back to the Mitchell College of Advanced Education and the Bathurst Teachers College. So it's got this history of vocational teaching and education on that site, but it's absolutely cutting edge. So some of the, you know, the broadcast technology there, the TV studio, a lot of the um, online and digital stuff, the fact that you're in a country town right on the edge of the town, literally at the foot of Mount Panorama, the sort of world famous racing, car racing circuit. And it's a really fantastic little town. You know, it's got an incredible history. One of Australia's prime, great prime ministers, Ben Chifley, is from Bathurst as a railwayman, you know, and he's, his little cottage is still there in Bathurst. And it's a little gem of a town over the mountains that has a really vibrant art scene, a really great music scene. It's got a conservatorium there. And the, and the uni campus is, yeah, state of the art in a lot of different ways. And, and the fact that the theatre course is attached to the communications course is really interesting. It's not attached to, the, to an art course. It's attached to a communications course, so there's a level of rigour and discipline and you're actually sharing lectures and classes with people who go on to become broadcast journalists and filmmakers and documentary makers and um, communications professionals. Um, and that's another element that we really didn't talk about today, but all of us have friends or people we went through uni with who are now senior media people, whether it's the ABC, SBS, all the commercial channels, people making feature films, people, you know, you turn on the news and you watch a newsreader and go, oh, I went to Bathurst with them. That was someone that was around and they all did a bit of stuff like doing a lip sync with theatre media or doing voice production with Jerry or they were in a couple of productions, you know, often the communication students um, ended up acting in some of the shows in the Ponton or whatever. And so there's a kind of professional level network that breaks out of the ghetto of just the arts. You know, so radio production, film, TV production are all part of the extended clan or mafia group that is the, is the course.
There's the radio station 2MCFM, spent a lot of time in there. There's the gorgeous little Frank Ponton Theatre, which, I mean, really, it's got it all. So, um, look, Mike, thank you again. I know it's been a big team with Black Cat Productions and uh, etc., but it's really been an amazing day. So, uh, thank you, and we look forward to what's ahead. Yeah, really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to hearing the sort of compilation of all the stuff you've captured audio-wise. It's really exciting, and I'm really looking forward to being able to send that out to people around the world. TMs who couldn't make it on the day. Well, we're getting kicked out, Mike, so <laughs> yeah, thanks. Okay. Cool. <laughs> thanks, Jace. Well, we've come to the end of the evening here at the Rosalind Packer Theatre. It's a fitting end to talk to Jerry Boland, 30 years lecturing at Charles Sturt University. It's been a great afternoon. What are your thoughts? Well, I had the idea for this when Bill Blakey retired ten, no, almost 10 years ago. And um, I saw bunches of TM grads sitting right next to each other in friendship groups along a bar. And I realized they didn't know each other. So I spent a lot of the ni that night of Bill's farewell introducing TM's grads to each other. And I just thought, I've got to do something about this before I retire. Now, it's not any time real soon, uh, but it's not far off. And, you know, life gallops on. So the thing is, when I walk out the door, I'm the only person who knows everyone. And so we move into the future where that, that personal and corporate knowledge is no longer exists, you know, as a as a presence in in the building, so to speak. So it's it's important for graduates to know each other. I'm aware of these amazing stories over the over the generations, and so it's just you know the generations have to speak to each other. Every time I mentioned it to graduates over the last couple of years, everybody was instantly enthusiastic. But, and today, this event was run by graduates. It was planned by graduates. I was involved, to be sure, but, but um, the guiding hand for it was all graduates. And that's the, that is the future. You know, TM is an amazing group of people who are making an actual difference culturally in Australia. And, and, and John Howard ruined the expression, punching above our weight, but that's, 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 TM is punching way above its weight in terms of numbers and so forth. It's all about placements, cultural placements, and the types, the breadth of what people do. People have their own businesses. It's not just the obvious thing that, say, the degree might have been about, but that people use their initiative and that they have they have communication skills where they can, and a certain uh, courage uh, to sally forth and just say, let's have a go, you know? There's something incredible about studying at Bathurst and, and the skills, experience and the depth of the relationships that you gain out, out there. That's been a, a bit of a resounding theme today. Sure, because um, instead of being at a metropolitan university where um, you get on a bus and go to your job or you go home, because we have time, that makes all the difference. And I, that is our differential advantage. I went to university in Armidale very different degree, I just literature and history, but that's the same thing. You have lots of time. Once you're there, you're there. 
It's an amazing place to be. If you could see right now, there's packing up going on all around us, so excuse the sounds. But Jerry, I just wanted to say thank you so much for everything that you've given to the course and, and to everyone who Actually, came the, through today. I have the best job, one of the best jobs in the country. I mean it when I say that, um, you know, in the scheme of things, my type of job uh, is a very privileged position in society. It, it has, um, um, well, it's just a very privileged thing. And I feel that every day, the best part of my day is getting up off my damn desk and away from this, the computers nowadays. Although, you know, we were able to do some very interesting things with computers, you know, like look at how you're going to edit this, you know, edit this down. It's going to be computer. They're just tools. And, and to go and be with people to try to affect a transformative experience where people move from their, you know, their dependency uh, relationship as, as, a, as a teenager with their family. They now come to a semi-independency in Bathurst and they're given real responsibility and say, come on, here's some interesting things that you came for a challenge and we aim to give it to you. And of course, people's brains are growing so that by the time they leave, um, they re it's not just the experience, but it's also the experience of the human being who is actually organically, biologically growing, you know, the frontal lobes and <laughs> all that stuff. Um, but imagine what a great job that is, you know, to be able to work with motivated young people who, who have an idea about themselves, not just a job, but an idea about themselves and, and how they want to contribute to Australian uh, culture. If they don't come with the idea, they soon have the idea that we are about storytelling and what are the stories that we can tell each other? And damn it, what are the stories we've been told that are bullshit? <laughs> and how do we change the narrative so that, that we can be truth tellers and, and uh, contribute to our culture and grow our culture through the, the ways in which we tell stories through through interviews, through video, through advertising, through uh, art making of one sort or another. And you know, we're, we're not about waiting around for the playwrights, we're just, write it. <laughs> Have an idea, and as you know, we go into pubs, the local pubs, and perform mumming shows. What would you say to some <laughs> of those people out there who they're struggling with their creativity. They're, perhaps they've been rejected by the industry. They want to create, but they're just struggling to get up and do it. Well, that's part of what today is about, is uh, there, were, there would have been somewhere around 30 current students who are going to go back to Bathurst now and go, oh my god, I, th they weren't telling us, you know, it's true. <laughs> It's true what they've been telling us, and so to make a to make visible what is invisible gives us courage. That that in the stories that we have of of our of the the involvement of our careers nowadays, like I'm a dinosaur. I've been somewhere for 30 years. Now I had such a great job. I was never going to leave, you know. And I wanted to live in a country town. I went went to university in a country town in in, in Armadale. Uh, despite my accent, and <laughs> I was a new Australian then. Today convinces us that there are like-minded people that we never knew, and, and so but the, the part of my motivation was to make visible the invisible that I knew about, Bill knew about, uh, John knew about, 
but how to make that visible to the people for whom that matters. You know, it, it's all very nice and we can get, it's nice for me, you know, sure. Um, it's a nice validation of, a, of one's efforts, but it's, really, it's always in service of some greater cultural need, some greater educational enterprise. We're highly motivated about the educational enterprise that we're on that has a cultural consequence or a cultural uh, outcome, um, uh, many outcomes. So today, today does give people courage, I think. You said something very kind to me a little while ago, you know, people thank blah, blah, blah. My response is always, people, uh, that's nice, and that gives me courage to, to continue, you know, and to try and grow, because I'm gonna try and be a better teacher until I, uh, until I finish, you know, like it, it's, it doesn't stop until, until it stops. <laughs> so, um, my point is that when people say nice things, it's a nice, it's a nice encouragement for me, and I do thank them, but I always say to them that, what you're saying, you can't say unless it was already inside you to see. So whatever you say happened to you in Bathurst, or you say thanks for this or that, it's, it's actually thank yourself, because it was your effort, your courage of stepping forward, um, your commitment and sacrifice, and your family's sacrifice to send, to, to send you to Bathurst. That, that, and that is a courageous act. Um, it, you know, in the face of, you know, the, the way the world's going is, is, is not so wonderful. But we have to be those bearers of light or smugglers of light to, to uh, provide the counterpoint because we live in a world of, of super complexity and super brutality. And, and so, like, it's not too grand to say we're about being the antidote to that. And so first we have to work on ourselves. And, and when things work for people, and they say, oh, wow, or, you know, whatever. It can only actually happen, paradoxically, because it was already in them to awaken. It's just been a wonderful course, and thank you for today, Jerry. I'll have to wrap it up because I think we've fumbled well, a few people here. Well, this is just a start, and now we begin to create a website so people can have uh, real, you know, password protected for graduates and current students, so and not part of the university, that so that we can be ourselves the way we are here today, and to create forums on different types of topics that can be threaded, and you know, and kept so that you can look back. You know, people travel, they do higher degree study, they do all sorts of things for which um, advice is is very helpful from people who've trod that path before. And so that's that's the work of the part of the work of the next year and the next gathering of the clan. You know, it's it will have to be graduate run, and we'll we'll front the money and and but where it happens and how it happens and what happens because we won't repeat what we did today. We have to keep rolling it forward. And so now we need the buy-in from people say, let's do this next time. Thanks for chatting, Jerry, yeah. and have a good night. Thanks, Trace. <laughs> This podcast, The Hill Never Ends, was produced by Tracy Burton and is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and soon my new website, Burton Media Educational Podcasts. Thank you to Black Cat Productions as well as Mike Finch for their production support. Thanks to 1995 graduate Matt Elliott and his band Two Rivers Blues for the music. Check out their albums on iTunes. 
For more information about the Bachelor of Communications Theatre Media degree, head to the Charles Sturt University website and search for undergraduate degree, Communications Theatre Media. You can also visit the Theatre Media Facebook page to follow latest events, network, and to keep walking the hill that should never end. Thanks for listening. Broke up home, baby. Right and dirty too.